Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the That's right, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. And today I want to talk about that thing that holds us back called the fear of failure. I'm certain that if you are hearing my voice, you have experienced the fear of that comes with this whole idea of doing something new. Stepping out and trying to accomplish something that you have never done before, but something that, quite frankly, you feel called to do. Something that you know somewhere deep inside, you know it's the right next step. It, it, it is a significant area of growth, something that you know that this is you're being called towards, this is something that is a part of what you're supposed to do, and there's this conviction deep inside. But no matter how excited you were at the time that you decided to pursue it, ultimately, you find yourself paralyzed by fear and anxiety because, well, the more you think about it, the, the more you understand that there is risk involved. And that risk specifically is the fact that you just might fail. What are people going to say if I fail? How are people going to react? What, are, what will people think of me? More importantly than just average people on the outside, what about those who may sign up for my product or service? They may attend my live event, buy my online course, join my mastermind group, hire me for one-on-one mentoring. What if those people invest in a product or service that I have created and I fail to deliver the transformation I promise? What if I don't live up to their expectations? What if I fail? What if I fall short of the standard of excellence that I have in my mind that I must live up to? (laughs) Does any of this sound familiar to you? If it feels like I've been reading your mind, it's because, well, we all have this language going on in our head anytime we attempt to do something new. But I have a question for you. What if I told you it were impossible for you to fail? (laughs) Does that sound crazy? Well, it all comes down to how do we define failure? And based upon our definition of failure, should we actually fear failure? I don't want to go so far as to say that we should look forward to failing, that we should go out of our way to cause ourselves to fail, although I, that, that's a whole other podcast for another time because I do think there are times when we sabotage ourselves intentionally for all sorts of other reasons. But let's just stay on track here. I, when I say let's, I'm talking to me, Cliff Ravenscraft. I need to stay on track here. Let's talk about failure. How do we define failure? It it comes down to looking at failure from a different perspective. I believe it is impossible for me to fail if I consider that failure is a bad thing. I think that I can make it impossible for me to fail by saying that, well, there's some clear definitions about failure. So I'm going to, sh- by the way, I'm going to share with you my top four beliefs about failure. These are my beliefs my structure of beliefs that allow me to think about failure from a certain perspective. Number one, it is only failure if I don't learn something new from what I tried. One way of, that I think about and look at failure is that I will only truly have failed if I did not learn something new from whatever it is that I tried. So when I think about Free the Dream 2018, 
I was very public about the fact for an entire year, Free the Dream 2018, first time I'm ever doing a conference, my goal, I'm going to have 300 attendees at this live event for the very first time. Well, guess what? We got there and we had 87 people at that very first conference. Now, it was a massive success to everyone who was there. It was a massive success to myself, my wife, and all of the other speakers, and we considered it to be a success on so many levels. But if we look at the specific goal and the intended stated out there, hey, I am going to have 300 people. I will not accept anything less than 300 people. But then there's not 300 people there. Well, what are people going to say? What what will people think of me? When I, and you know what? Guess what? Are there people who probably are have have seen the fact that I went for an entire year and said I was going to have 300 people there and then I had 87 people instead of 300? Notice I I've even trained myself to not even say I only had 87 people. It's not only 80 that those were 87 human beings lives that were radically positively, profoundly impacted by that event that weekend, September of 2018. It was an incredible thing, but did I achieve the goal of 300 people? No, I failed to have 300 people attend. So the first thing I can tell you is I don't even consider that to be a failure. The thing is, is I set myself a goal for 300 attendees and I did take a lot of actions that I believed would help me work towards that goal. I was consistently asking myself, what can I do today that will get me closer to having 300 people at this event? And I followed my heart. I followed the advice of others. I took a lot of those actions. There were some mindset issues that I had. There were some other self-discipline issues. There were a number of reasons why, even though some of the advice that I gave me would have definitely do it, there were some resources issues. There were there are all sorts of things that I could point to and say, this is why I did not sell 300 tickets for free the Dream 2018. Now, I accept all of those shortcomings as being myself being the one responsible for every shortcoming. And yes, I did fail to sell 300 tickets to that event. However, I look at that and I say, well, looking back, why did I not sell 300? Why is it that other people can sell 300 tickets but not me? What can I learn about the actions that I took what actions did I take that actually caused the 87 people who purchased a ticket to buy that ticket? What can I learn about some of the actions that I took that absolutely had no results whatsoever? Is it that those things, the advice that I was given in those areas, those things just don't work? Or is it the way that I approached them? Was there a lack of confidence in how I communicated some of those points? Is there, and, and then more importantly, what about the actions that I was given advice on to go and do this thing and do that thing and do this? Why didn't I take action on some of those things that people said, you, you should really do this, you should really do this, you should consider this? Why didn't I do those things? What was it that caused me to make the decision to not take certain actions? And so after the event, when evaluating the actions that I took, the actions that I didn't take, and, and, and said to myself, okay, how did this lead to the results of me having 87 instead of 300 people at the first event? And I came away with a very long list of distinctions, evaluations that were made that gave me many distinctions that says these are the lessons I learned in marketing my very first ever conference, all right? So I came away with a very long list of things that I learned from that failure. Now, with that being said, it's it's this word failure. I don't consider Free the Dream to be a failure at all. I it, it For me, it was a learning experience. The fact that I learned all of these things, it's only failure if I didn't learn something. 
Let me just jump straight into my second belief about failure. You don't ever fail unless you give up. But I want to share with you that there's even a caveat to that. I think that if you try something and you move towards something and you give it some real effort and then you do it and you don't like the results and you decide to give up, that's not even always failure. (laughs) You see, I don't believe, I do believe that it's truly only failure if it's something that you know that you should be doing, that you're meant to do that you're supposed to do, that that there's a burning desire in your heart to do it. And you tried it, and you maybe set, you experienced some temporary defeat. You know, the, you failed of your first attempt to make it right, to make it happen the way that you envisioned. And yet after that failure, if you still have the burden and you know this is what you should be doing, but you give up, that's failure. But if you actually go after something, it's like, man, I'm going to go and do this thing, and you you take all of this time, effort, and energy, and you put into it, and then you don't get the results that you want, and, and you realize through that process that, man, I did not like that at all. I mean, I thought that's what I wanted, but the more I, it's just like, I started to dread getting up every day because I didn't want to do any of those actions that would get me closer to that goal. I thought that that's what I wanted, but man, what I've come away from, you know, I, one thing that I learned is that's not actually what I want. I, I, I think I can now see looking back why I thought I wanted that, but I think what I want instead is this and not specifically that result. I, I thought that I wanted this, but yeah, no, that's not it. And so if I give up in that circumstance, if that's the case, if after going after it and, and not succeeding the way that I had hoped, but then I realize, man, my heart's really not in that. that I thought that's what it was, but man, one thing that I learned there is that I never even want to try that again. I don't feel called to do it. I, 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 I've got some more clarity about who I am and why I'm here on this earth, and that is certainly not it. I got all excited because I saw other people doing it, and I thought maybe that's what I should be doing, and I kind of mixed that up, but man, I've learned that's not what I want to do. I am giving that up. That goal is gone. And in that case, that's not failure. That that is a great learning experience. It's an ultimate learning. Sometimes success in life and achieving what it is that you're meant to do, you have to find out a lot. You first have to go through a lot of um, elimination of the other things that you you learn that you definitely don't want to do. So it's for many people you'll only find out what it is you truly want to do in this life by going through and learning enough things that you don't want to do in this life all right so belief number 1 that i have about failure it's only failure if i don't learn something new from what i tried and belief number 2 it's only failure if i give up when i know deep in my heart it's still something i should be that i should do that i'm meant to do and that i desperately want to do that's the only time that it's failure and i refuse to give up <laughs> so i can't fail that see remember what if i told you what if i told you it was impossible to fail see i think it's impossible for me to try something and not learn from it whether it's i succeed or failure i'm going to learn something so in that way i can't i can't fail and if it's something that I know in my heart that I'm going, that I'm supposed to do, and that I, that that this is what I'm meant to do, this is my purpose, and it's so deep in my gut, I can't imagine a life where I'm not doing it, then I'm never going to give up. And so, therefore, it's impossible for me to fail, all right? Here's my third belief about failure. The only way to avoid failure is to never try anything. So I if 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 I really ultimately want to avoid failure, I need to stop trying anything new. I need to only do for the rest of my life things that I know I'm great at. Things that things that I know are going to succeed. I'm only going to do things that have no risk. And I can tell you right now, you that may sound interesting, it may sound intriguing, but 
one thing that we all have in our lives, a need, a, a basic human need, is we all need variety. We all need a level of risk in our lives. If we have no risk in our lives, we will die. I mean, it, we will we will be so bored. And it, 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 we all know that you've heard that variety is the spice of life, and you need a little spice in life. And so the only way for you to avoid failure is to never try anything new. And that's just not possible. So the one, the opposite of that, if you have this belief that the only way to avoid failure is to never try anything new, well, then you can imagine that if you try something new, you're always going to have the opportunity of failure. And it's worth it. My fourth belief about failure, my successes or failures do not define me. They simply allow me to grow. See, I think a lot of the reason many of us are afraid to fail is because we tie our identity, who we are, that hinges on whether or not we succeed or fail. I am a success if people look at me this way. I am a success if people see that I have this title, if I've written this book, if, I've, if I did my first conference and 300 people were there, okay? My successes or my failures do not define me. They simply allow me to grow. And this is a, this is a firm belief that I have, and as a result of that, I have done a lot of work over the years in asking myself, who am I and why am I here? And when I got firm in discovering my true identity, my mission statement, my not my business mission statement, not a mission statement for my podcast, not a mission statement for my product or service, I'm talking about my personal mission statement. When I discovered what my identity is, who I was created to be on this planet, what I was here to do. When I became crystal clear on my identity, I realized that my identity had nothing to do with what I did for a living or my success in any venture that I set out to do. My purpose and my 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 mission, my identity is tied to some principles some beliefs, and none of those ever are affected on whether or not I achieve success or fail miserably at anything that I attempt to do. My identity is never tied to what people think about me. It's never tied to how people's, what people's expectations are of me. My identity is firm, it's sound, and I'm confident in my identity. Now, that's a whole other podcast for another day. And the, matter of fact, it's it's a lot of what Free the Dream is all about. So if you if any of this is resonating with you on a deep level, I highly encourage you to head over to freethedream.live and just go ahead and purchase your ticket for Free the Dream 2019. And if you do, you'll have access to the online course version of Free the Dream 2018. So uh, go ahead and, and sign up today over at freethedream.live. Now, those are my top four beliefs. I It's only failure if I don't learn something new from what I tried. I really never fail unless I give up on something that I still know is who I am and what I'm meant to do. And I have a burden and a passion to do it. And if I still have a passion to do it and I give up, that's ultimate failure, which is impossible for me to do because the fact that I'm meant to do it, I'm drawn to it, I'll never stop being drawn to it, and and the idea of giving up on what I'm called and meant to do in this world and what's calling me, that's impossible. I, it's too painful for me to even consider giving up, no matter how much pain I may experience from any failure that I that I experience as a result of the actions that I take. All right. The third one was the only way to avoid failure is to never try anything new. And then to be clear about the fact that my successors or failures do not define me. They simply allow me to grow. Let's get into some more beliefs about failure. I want to help you wipe out your fear of failure by redefining failure. 
So here are some other famous people that you may or may not have heard of. The first one here I have is Robert F. Kennedy, who said, only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. And I fully agree with that statement. I fully accept that belief for myself. I want to achieve great things in this world. I am not ashamed to tell you that I want to achieve greatness. I want to I I want to do things on a grand scale. I want to be able to succeed on a grand level. And I do believe that the only way I will achieve that greatness, the only way that I will be able to achieve things on a massive scale is if I'm willing to take actions that actually may fail greatly, that may fail on a grand scale, that I may experience massive failure. I'm willing to risk massive failure in the pursuit of my desired massive success or achievement. That's that's just based upon something that I found just Googling failure quotes, and this one popping up by Robert F. Kennedy, who said, only those who dare to fail greatly can ever achieve greatly. Here's one from Thomas Edison, and it's related to his discovery of how to make the light bulb actually stay lit. He says, I have not failed I just found 10,000 ways that will not work. So if you've heard about the invention of the light bulb, he tried supposedly 10,000 different attempts before he found the exact filament that would allow that light bulb to stay lit with that electricity passing through it without burning out or exploding the bulb or all of those other things. It, it, it he, he... I mean, how do you log that? Do you literally log 10,000 different things? Anyway, we I've heard it so many times it has to be true, right? But anyway, regardless, we're we're told that Thomas Edison said, "Listen, you know, what what do you think what do you have to say about failure when you failed to create this light bulb the first 10,000 times?" He's like, "Listen, I have not failed. I just found 10,000 ways that will not work." All right, John Wooden. I think he's a sports guy. Anyway, He says this, he says, failure is not fatal, but failure to change might be. Hmm, I like that one. Failure is not fatal, but failure to change might be. And I can see this being figurative, and I can see it being quite literal, especially when it comes to my fear of failing in achieving physical fitness, you know, if I wanted to change my physical fitness and I wanted to tell people, say, listen, I'm will, I need to change my lifestyle and I'm going to put a goal out there and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. And I began talking about that publicly back on, in, on November 14th, 2014. And guess what? That's one of those ones where I told the world and the, the first public group of people that I ever told was my own personal green room mastermind group. And when I shared that with them, one of the members of that group, I won't share that person's name, but one member of the group said, hey, Cliff, dude, I I love your zeal. I love your passion, but don't you think you're setting yourself up for failure? My concern is that you're setting the bar for yourself so high and you're saying you're going to work out six days a week every week for the rest of your life. And that you're that 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 you're committed to that, but what I mean, but currently before this, you haven't had a great track record of doing that consistently, like two or three days a week, you know. So so, what if you say I'm going to work out three or four days a week every week for the rest of my life, but go ahead and shoot for six. And I told him, I said, listen, I can tell you right now, if I go for the lesser goal of three to four days per week, I don't get it. It, That doesn't motivate me. It doesn't excite me. When I tell the world I'm committed to that, it doesn't seem to be, I'm I'm not daring greatly, (laughs) you know? I'm going for greatness here. I'm going for something that is radical. I'm going for something that is above 
normal, above average. I'm going for greatness. I, when it, when, matter of fact, I've had a lot of people suggest a, committing to a lot of things, commit to training for a marathon, commit to doing this event, that event, do 90 days of this, 100 days of this. I, you know, I've played around with all of that stuff before. But when, so, when, I, when somebody that I loved, which was Ken Davis, somebody that I respected very highly, and he had made the commitment years ago to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of his life. And when he told me the experiences that he had had in living that commitment out fully in his life and how it made him become fully alive and how it's radically transformed every area of his life, and he suggested that I make that same commitment, something awakened inside of me. It awakened. It was very clear when I heard those words in that moment at that time that my identity, who I was called to be on this earth, is a man who has stated to the world, I will work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life, and quite frankly, I'm going to do it. There is no other option for me. This is who I am now. And and he says, Awesome, man. I, I support you. I encourage you and 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 stuff like that. And of course, you know, it, it, track record has been shown that that that's who it was the thing I needed. It was that one thing that yes, I'm daring greatly. And yeah, I could have failed. I, I had failed. I, I'd made some goals fitness wise in the past and I had failed. But you know what? I learned. All of those times were so were they truly failures? I had temporary setbacks. I learned from all of those experiences in the past. And those are those experiences, those defeats of of reaching certain goals or staying committed previously. I learned valuable lessons about why I failed. And I've applied all of those to allow me to be who I am today, is who is a guy who has successfully worked out six days a week every week for the re- since November 2014 and will continue to do so for the rest of his life. That's me. All right, so failure is not faith- fatal, but failure to change might be. This All of that was inspired by this. And, and the thing is, is for me, not making that commitment if if all of a sudden I'm like yeah you're you're probably right you know the six days a week you know I, I who am I to think that I could pull this off when when I've got the track record that I do and and if and if I was afraid to put out to the world and commit myself to the world and say publicly guys I'm telling you all I am going to work out six days a week every week for the rest of my life and putting that out there if I if I was afraid to tell the world that this is what I'm going after because I might fail. Well, guess what? If I fail, if I if I consistently would have worked out and I and I would have consistently hit four or five days a week, but never quite hitting that six days. Well, you know what? The fact that I failed, that just the fact that I failed to achieve that would not have been fatal. But the failure to change my belief about who I am and what I'm able to achieve and when it comes to my fitness and health and what I'm supposed to be. That failure, I do believe, would have been fatal. And I'm talking about literally fatal for me. All right. And 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 I'm talking about even some of the things that, like, gosh, when I think about leaving my career in insurance, you know, yeah, I, I left my career in insurance and to launch a business, become full-time self-employed, and something I knew in my heart that I needed to do. And I had people question that. But I knew that I had to do it, and and I went after it. And I experienced lots of failures through all of that, if you call them failures. I, I experienced lots of learning. I had lots of learning experiences, a lot of valuable education, a lot of costly educational experiences, a.k.a. failures and setbacks. But the reality is, is that none of them were fatal. But yet, if I wouldn't have dared greatly to go out and start my own business. You wouldn't be hearing my voice today. And if you're encouraged and inspired, it's because I dared greatly to go out and risk failure at business. And one thing I can tell you, my soul was dying every day I stayed in the day job. That's something 
that was real. So failure is not fatal, but failure to change, or I will say this, failure is not fatal, but failure to pursue what you know you're meant to do could be fatal. All right. I got two Winston Churchill quotes, prime minister of England for quite some time. He says, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. I love that. Winston Churchill also said, success is going from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. Success is going from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. See, I, I'm super excited. Matter of fact, one of the things I can tell you is that at Free the Dream 2018, we were in Franklin, Tennessee. And that, the, after the second night, I spent about three hours creating the ability for people to sign up for the next year. And we sold $19,000 worth of Free the Dream 2019 tickets before Free the Dream 2018 ended. Yeah, I didn't hit 300, but it was like, listen, I, I'm not going to, this is not going to cut the wind out of my sails. I am driven. What am, Matter of fact, of course, this is not an episode on what you focus on is what you feel, but the reality is, is I wasn't focused on the fact that I didn't have 300 people. I never really focused. I'm focusing on it a lot here because, well, it is an area where I publicly stated to the world I was going to do something that did not come to fruition. So in some people's eyes, that would be considered to be a failure. But the reality is, is I never considered that to be a failure. I learned something from it. I did not give up. I still know that this is what I want to pursue. I'm just as passionate. I have not lost any enthusiasm, and I am aggressively going after it again for Free the Dream 2019. So success is going from failure to failure with no loss of enthusiasm. Zig Ziglar, he says this. He says, it's not how far you fall. The question is, and what really counts is how high you bounce back. You know, and, and, and it's that, again, it's, it's not the loss of enthusiasm. It's like, listen, this is going to just drive me further. It's going to drive me harder. I'm going to take newer act. I'm going to take new actions, bigger actions, bolder actions. And you know what? I may fail again, but the more I fall, the higher I'm committed to bouncing back every single time. And it's kind of like the trampoline. I want you to think about a trampoline. If you've ever been on a trampoline and you want to bounce really high, what do you have to do? You have to, you have to put a whole lot of force into landing and going down into that, that springboard, if you will. So think about failure as an opportunity to spring forward, to springboard you forward up into heights that you couldn't have achieved without the failure in the first place. All right. Ellen DeGeneres, DeGeneres says this. She says, when you take risks, you learn that there will be times when you succeed and there will be times when you fail, and both are equally important. I've been interviewed a lot of times on other people's podcasts, and over the years, the most popular question I've ever been asked is, Cliff, based upon all of the things that you've experienced and all the things that you learned, if you could go back to your first year in business, what would you do different? And the answer for me has always been the same, nothing. I would not change a thing. I am who I am today because of all of the successes I had and all of the failures I've experienced. All of the joys and, and, and elation of all the things that went right and all of the scrapes, bruises, loss of a gallbladder, uh, all of the pain and suffering from all the stupid things that I said and did, all of the mistakes, all of the failures, I have learned and grown from all of my successes and all of my failures, and I am who I am today. I have the value to offer to others because of all of that, and I, they were painful, Maybe a better question would be to ask, hey, 
based upon all the things that you learned and all of the things you experienced, what advice would you give to somebody else who is starting out today so that they don't have to experience some of the pain that you did? And that I can answer easily. But if you say, Cliff, what would you change if you had an opportunity to do it all over again? I wouldn't change anything. I would want to be the person I am today. I, I'm happy with who I am. My identity today, I, I, I wouldn't change a thing. I, I like who I am, and I'm happy with that. So anyway, what that comes down to and why I was inspired to say that is because both my successes and my failures are equally important to me becoming the person I am today. Dennis Waitley, who was an American motivational speaker, he says that failure should be our teacher, not our undertaker. Failure is delay, not defeat. It is a temporary detour not a dead end. Failure is something that we can avoid only by saying nothing, doing nothing, and being nothing. Wow. (laughs) So much there. And while doing my research for this podcast episode about other people's beliefs about failure, I found three different beliefs expressed by J.K. Rowling, and I want to share each of these three with you. She said that some failure in life is inevitable. It is impossible to live without failing at something unless you live so cautiously that you might as well not lived at all, in which case you fail by default. I love that. She also said this, failure gave me an inner security that I had never attained by passing examinations. Failure taught me things about myself that I could have learned no other way. I discovered that I had a strong will and more discipline than I had suspected. I also found out that I had friends whose value was truly above the price of rubies. I can so identify with that statement. And specifically, it's failure taught me things about myself that I could have learned no other way. And I discovered I had a strong will and more discipline than I had suspected. See, that was one of my greatest fears when I left my career in insurance to pursue my own online business. I knew that self-discipline and not having a boss who's going to tell me when I should work and what I should be working on and stuff like that, I'm like, man, am I going to be able to stay motivated and do the things that I need to do? And quite frankly, my lack of self-discipline caused me to, to experience some failures. And I learned through evaluations of some of those earlier failures that some of this was due to the fact that I just didn't do what I knew I needed to do. There are some things that I just didn't know what I needed to do, and so I failed because I didn't know what I didn't know, but there are a lot of things that I knew, and I didn't do them, and it was because I had no self-discipline, and when I experienced the failure, I'm like, okay, that hurt, and I will not experience that again, and the next thing you know, it's like, wow, I'm starting to develop some self-discipline here because I never want to experience that pain again. And it's it's the experience of that pain knowing that, man, if I, if I, if I don't do what I know I need to do, I'm going to experience that. It was such a great teacher. I, that's why I say I would not go back. I will not go back. And if they invent time machines, I will not go back and change those failures. I've learned way too many valuable things from failure. All right. The third one from J.K. Rowling, you will never truly know yourself or the strength of your relationships until you have been tested by adversity. Such knowledge is a true gift. For all that, it is painfully won, and it has been worth more than any qualification I've ever earned. Some final thoughts here before I wrap up this episode. Are you afraid of what other people are going to think of you if you fail? Your failure will not change your identity. Your identity is not determined by your successes or failures. Your successes and failures are just opportunities for you to grow, to learn more about yourself, all right? 
as far as what other people will think of you, you can't change that. And guess what? Many of those people, they the the people who are really worth worrying about what they think, what which that's an oxymoron because I don't think there's anybody out there that's worth worrying about what they think of you. <laughs> but the ones that the 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 people that you most admire, the people that you really genuinely care, what do they think about you? The ones who are worthy of even considering what they're thinking about you, when you fail, they're not judging you. People of value in your life, authentic, true value in your life, when you fail, they're going to, they're going to want the best for you. They're going to help come alongside you and say, man, what have you learned from that? What can you do differently? Are you still, is is this something you still genuinely feel in your heart that you're meant to do, that you want to pursue? What can you learn and, and what changes can you, what different approach can you take? The right people will not think less of you because you failed. In fact, the right people will be inspired by your failure and your determination to not give up. What about this one? I'm afraid to sell my product or service to those who are the most successful in my community because I fear what I have to offer is not good enough for them. You know, this is something that I see over and over again. I've felt it myself. The reality is is that we oftentimes undervalue who we are and what we bring to the table. By giving into this line of thinking, you are causing those people that you consider to be more successful than you, the fact that you will not market your product or service to them, you won't invite them to your workshop, you won't invite them to your conference, you won't invite them to work with you in a one-on-one mentoring capacity, you won't invite them to these things. The fact that you will not do that you'd be shocked at how many extremely successful people that look up to you who would gladly pay for your product or service and would genuinely experience radical, powerful, and positive transformation from what it is that you have to offer. This is something that I've seen exemplified over and over again in my life. People that I'm like, why are you hiring me? I, it's like, I, I know I put it out there, but I, I'm, I'm kind of intimidated by the fact that you just signed up for my course. I'm kind of intimidated that you're coming to my workshop. There was a guy who came to my very first building an online business workshop. And when he came, uh, we went, I took him out to dinner the night before he came with a friend of his. And I learned that he had 50 years of business experience and that he's already retired. And I'm like, why are you here to learn about business from me? And and he says, quite frankly, I'm I'm asking myself that, but my friend here, and he's the one who told me I needed to come to this. And I'm like, what were you thinking telling you he needs to come to this? I, I it it was a it wasn't quite like that, but it, it it I mean it was it was said jokingly, but there was some truth to our conversation. But by the end of it, I have a testimonial from this man who had 50 years business experience. And you know what? He was just going on and on. Out of all the testimonials I gave, he was the one who gave the most compelling testimonial about the exact specific things that he took away from our time together. Hi, my name's Todd Youngblood. I traveled from Atlanta, Georgia to get to Cliff's Next Level Workshop. I had a great deal of skepticism on my way up, a business associate of mine told me about the workshop. Having spent my whole career in a B2B world, I, had, I just had some doubts about the ability to apply any of it to, to my business. Uh, to make a long story short, I paid $1,000. I told Cliff during the course of the class, about halfway through it, that he could have doubled the price and still I would have doubled the ROI that I expected out of it. Just a great a great set of information. Frankly, there were there were parts of it that for me, given my background and the length of time I've been in business, that were things I already knew. Having said that, even those pieces of the workshop put my own knowledge, my own ideas, my own business strategy into a very different context. So I'm thinking about the online portion of my business in a very different context. 
my perspectives on it have changed, frankly, dramatically. One of the more interesting things about this seminar, and, and one of the qualms I had in coming, at, uh, coming to it to begin with, I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to say now that I have 42 years in the business and 32 of those years as an entrepreneur. So I had some doubts about listening to an individual that's frankly got two decades less experience than I do in business to teach me anything about strategy and planning and approaches and attitudes, frankly. And I, I've got to say, I just I was blown away by the level of thought and effort and the depth of thinking that Cliff put into not only this workshop, which he clearly did, uh, over underpromised and over-delivered in terms of the workshop, but a very, very clear reflection throughout the entire seminar, not only of the depth of thought and effort that went into the workshop, but the amount of thought and work and effort that he's put in over the last decade or more since 2008 in putting it together. Very impressive individual, impressive business plan, and what he's done and built Frankly, it blows me away. I'm, I'm extremely impressed. I'm going to steal everything I can from his brain and from the seminar and apply it in my own business. As a group, we talked about at the end of the seminar uh, among ourselves, uh, will, will you recommend this to other folks? And, and frankly, I just, I just sort of giggled uh, unequivocally with, with no qualms whatsoever. Anybody that's going to uh, ask me for a recommendation of should they spend $1,000, or I told Cliff to double it to $2,000, it's still well worth it. Uh, I would recommend this workshop unequivocally. My jaw dropped when I heard those words coming from his mouth. And I'm like, wow. All right? So, th so yeah. And then there's one other final thought that I want to share with you. And this is something I've heard a lot, and, and I've experienced this myself. But it's somebody just recently told me, says, listen, Cliff, I have a course already, an online course that I created, and, it, and I teach the pr principles and the, the, the things that I've learned, the, the things that have, I've, I've used to help numerous clients succeed through their social media and all this other stuff. And I put it all together in a course. And I've just never marketed it. I've never tried to sell it. There's not even a sales page out there because, well, it's just not good enough. And I mean, what are you talking about? It's not good enough. And, and what's happening in this person specifically, and of course, probably in your own life, maybe, is the fact that you, you see people like Michael Hyatt and Amy Porterfield and Pat Flynn, and you've got all these people out there who today are producing online courses and they've got they they have hired videographers with they've got a they've got an entire crew that comes in there's a there's an a crew of people that come in and get just the right lighting they've built a set a professional studio set they've got the lighting they've got somebody who's actually devoted to the audio and sound and they've got a, they've got three different camera angles and they've got a they've got a They've got one camera person for each camera, and they've got a guy who's there specifically to switch between the cameras and making sure everything's getting recorded. They've got an entire, and all of this is professionally edited. They've got a team of people who are giving PDF downloads that have been formatted that look beautiful and all this other stuff. And gosh, their course, they've invested probably $100,000 into the production of their course. And I look at what I created, and it looks like... It looks like I created it. It looks like I set up my webcam or it looks like I just created some slides in PowerPoint or Keynote and, and turned on a $99 piece of software and started recording into my USB microphone. And and nobody wants to buy my course. I mean, why don't they just go buy Amy's? Why don't they just go buy so-and-so's? And the reality is, is, guess what? They don't know who Amy Porterfield is. There's a lot of people out there who have no idea who Pat Flynn is or Michael Hyatt, or maybe they do, but it's you that they want to learn from. It's you that's resonating with them on a level that some of those other people don't. I have some people who said, Cliff, you know what I like about you is, is you're not as successful as some of those other guys, so I feel like I can resonate with you a little bit more. I think that's a compliment. <laughs> Anyway, the, the reality is, is we need to stop worrying about will people compare us to all of those other products and services. That's not what this is about. The question is, do you have some valuable insights and experiences and lessons that you've learned 
that you put out as information in this course and are people listening for you to give them that advice, to give them that information, to give them that one thing that's going to help them take one area of their life or their business to the next level. Don't fear failure. And in fact, depending on how you define failure and the perspective from which you see failure, you could be like me and get to the place where really, depending on how you look at failure, it's impossible to fail. That's what I encourage you to do. Hey guys, if you haven't done so already, head over to freethedream.live, freethedream.live and register today for the Free the Dream 2019 event. If you are a business owner and you are experiencing a lot of anxiety and fear and you need somebody like me and a, and a group of other business people who are who are succeeding in spite of their fears, who are consistently being motivated and encouraged to move forward no matter what. If you already have a successful product or service, you're already successfully generating income in your business, but you've got bigger things that you're looking to work on. You want to take things to a whole new level. You want to create online courses. You want to create some digital versions of what you do. You want to scale things up a little bit but you are afraid of taking some of these new bold steps because of some of the things that I've mentioned here, well, you could join the Next Level Mastermind, nextlevelmastermind.info. Head over to cliffravenscraft.com and just look at the Work With Me tab. There's lots of opportunities for you and I to work together. And for those of you who unfortunately are in a position right now that you're not able to invest in any of these things, then at the very least, I encourage you to go to mindsetanswerman.com slash free. Mindsetanswerman.com slash free. And at the very least, I encourage you to watch the opening keynote address from Free the Dream 2018. If you haven't done so already, it will transform your life. That's my promise. Mindsetanswerman.com slash free. Freethedream.live nextlevelmastermind.info, or just go to cliffravenscraft.com and click the Work With Me tab. Guys, until next time, I encourage you to take every area of your life to the next level.